0: That's a great job. Thank you so very much. Always loving to come home to us and sing a song. Today, we're going to continue our series and uh, just right along with this theme of Memorial Day, we're going to remember today. So, let me ask you first does anybody else here forget stuff a lot of times, or is that just me? I, you know, like, I was told one song ago by an elder, uh, elderly preacher uh, that you should tell your congregation never to tell you anything important right before or after you preach, because you'll never remember it. That's true. I just want you to know that. So if you tell me something right afterwards today, I may or may not remember. I have no promises. I, I sometimes have too many things going in too many different directions. And when someone comes up to me and says, do you remember this or that, I might have to be acting just a little bit. Yeah, of course I do. Of course I do. Of course there's ways to help with that, isn't there? Um, me, I like to have little post-it notes all over the place. Maybe you like to wrap a, a string around your finger, but see, if I ever do that, I forget why it's there. Um, post-it notes, those little memos, if you will. Um they help me a lot, but sometimes I forget where I've put them or I forget to write them down. Uh, but those memos kind of lead where we're talking about today. The memorial. And you can see up there, of course, the, uh, uh, the memorial to the Battle of Iwo Jima, I believe, where they, they ro- rose the flag after the battle had been won in World War II. And it kind of helps us to remember what those brave men and women died for. Uh, fighting for our freedom, or the, for the freedom of the world, really. But those memorials, I and mean, what is a memorial? Something that um, we have that helps us to remember a person or an event. And if we look through the scripture, we will find that there are really all kinds of memorials in scripture, reminding us of who our awesome and great and powerful God is. So let's look at some of those Today, But before we do, you know, there's certain events in our lives where things do happen where it's much easier to remember. Uh, For example, did anybody else lose power last night? Man, sometimes you forget how much you rely on energy or electricity before uh, it's gone. And then you're like, what am I going to do now? Let me just tell you this story real quick. We had just left the baseball game. I had Evan with me, of course, my boys, and Maggie, and Amy was at work last night. So we got a dad night. And uh, we go up, they've just played a couple baseball games, had a really good season, so we're going to reward them with going up to family movie video and getting some video games to play that night. Of course, while we're in family movie video, and of course the top's down on my Jeep, the rain hits, and it hits Hard. So, for those of you that texted me and said, haha, we see you out in the rain trying to put the top up on your Jeep, I just want to say thank you very much, Ryan Childers. <clears throat> True story. So we get the top up real quick, we come back home, I get all the kids, uh, they all take a shower, we're all ready to uh, play video games, I'm gonna order pizza, because you know, dads don't cook that well typically, and I'm gonna work on my sermon just a little bit more. And zap, no power. So now what are we going to do, right? What a night to remember, huh, boys? All those video games are still sitting over there and never been played, even though we did pay for them. But we probably won't forget that one either. A lot of things like that happen in our lives that remind us of things. So my encouragement to us today is to remember today Jesus Christ. Remember today God's promise and God's power and God's glory and God's grace. Find things in your life that can help you to remember your faith in him. That's the things that can help us stay on the right path. So first, let's look at God's promise. Now, when we think about God's promise, uh, that maybe that's vague. Uh, but let's go back to one of his first promises. There's a memorial for this promise that he has given us anytime time it rains. Of course, we're talking about the rainbow. And I actually took this picture earlier this week, and it just happened to be a rainbow right there in the background. So I said, let's do this. This is going to be a good sermon illustration. It's not quite the double rainbow that I had pulled off the Internet, but this was more natural. That rainbow, though, what kind of promise is that? Of course, we know God's promise was that he would never flood the earth again, never destroy the earth through water, through a worldwide flood ever again. It would never happen. That was his promise us through that flood. And his sign of that covenant, his memorial, was indeed the rainbow. I don't know about you all, but I love seeing a rainbow. It doesn't just remind me of the fact that the world won't be destroyed by a great flood, but it also reminds me of how powerful our God is, about how awesome he is, about how he never, ever breaks a promise. It reminds me That God's promises are things that you can count on. And really, it goes much deeper than just the fact of the world not being destroyed by a flood. Let's look at Noah. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 7 says this. It was by faith that Noah built a large boat to save his family from the flood. He obeyed God who warned him about the things that had never happened before. By his faith, Noah condemned the rest of the world... And he received the righteousness that comes by faith. That's right. Noah was declared righteous through his faith. What about you all? Because that's the same promise that we have as well. Being declared righteous through our faith in God. Through our faith in God the Father, God the Son, God the Spirit. Through our faith and obedience in Jesus Christ. See, we've got to remember that faith is one of those words that we can't just uh, narrow it down to just a few things. Faith is a pretty big word. It's not just believing, but it's also believing. It's not just obeying, but it's also obeying. It's not just following Jesus, but it's also following Jesus. It's not just committing yourself To live a life where we repent against sin every time it rears its ugly head. But it's also that. And this righteousness that Noah found was because Noah had faith in God. Just like we have faith in God. And with that, of course, is going to come obedience. See, when we see that rainbow, I also believe that it should not only remind us of God's promise or of the righteousness that we can have through our faith in him, But I believe it should also remind us of how God got rid of that sin, those things that disgusted him on our earth before the time of the flood. He washed it away. First Peter, chapter three, verse 21. And that water, the water of the flood, is a picture of baptism, which now saves you, not removing dirt from your body, but as a response to God from a clean conscience. It is effective because of the resurrection of, of Jesus Christ now think about that for a second it's not about removing the dirt of course it's about removing that sin that picture of baptism if you will now I want you to think with me for a second about your favorite picture something that you like to look at maybe your friend's family time gone by Austin, some of you guys have just graduated. You'll have graduation pictures, and you'll look back on them probably really soon when you get them. But even years from now, you'll look back, and you'll remember that special day. And really, the list can go on and on and on. I still got a picture of my face when the Cubs won the World Series, and that reminds me of the Cubs won the World Series. You kind of get the picture here. But that rainbow should also, in my opinion, remind us of the baptism that we have all or should experience through Jesus Christ. The death, burial and resurrection that we put our show through our faith in in Jesus. That's God's promise. God's promise of following him, of forgiving our sins and that moment of forgiveness in that baptistry or in that during that baptism time, that regeneration, if you will, Folks, we can't ever forget that promise, because after that time comes a great responsibility of obedience, of repentance, of following him. That's why we have righteousness through faith, and that's a memorial to God's promise. But what else do we have as a memorial that we could think about? Uh, how about God's glory? God's glory. We could think of so many different things with that, but today I've chose the story. Of Joshua and the people of Israel crossing over the Jordan River. Now, this is after they had wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. They had uh, the exodus, the great exodus out of slavery of Egypt had already happened. And God had prohibited them from coming in because of their uh, disbelief, their grumbling. Except for, of course, like we talked about a few weeks ago, Joshua and Caleb. But it's time for them to cross this barrier, this Jordan River. Now, Jordan River, it can be a very narrow river sometimes. But during the flood season, it is wide. And this, the Bible tells us, was during flood season. And, of course, we know the uh, some of the priests took the Ark of the Covenant down into the river and the water stopped right there, a big wall of water. So the people could pass through. We're talking about hundreds of thousands, probably millions of people. They're going to cross through this Jordan River where it once was on dry land as the water is held up. And God instructs them uh, on what to do at this point. He tells them to go and grab 12 stones. They're going to put 12 stones, one representing each tribe in the Jordan River. And they're going to put 12 stones on the west bank of the Jordan River. So that every time the people of Israel... Come back to this spot and see these memorials. They're going to remember about God's glory. Joshua chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 says, We will use these stones to build a memorial. In the future, your children will ask you, What do these stones mean? Then you can tell them. They remind us that the Jordan River stops flowing when the Ark of the Lord's Covenant went across. These stones will stand as a memorial among the people of Israel forever. 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 I think about the impact that must have had on these folks right here. And what the thing that stuck out to me the most on this is in the future, your children will ask you. Ladies and gentlemen, in the future, your children will ask you why you have faith in Jesus. In the future, your children and your grandchildren will ask you about God's glory. And I think that the best thing that we can do is have a living memorial for Christ Jesus In our lives, through our actions, through our attitude, through our behavior. We might not have those 12 stones in that Jordan River to go look at. But when we look around right now in our world, we look at some of the the role models that we've had in our lives. Christian role models. We look at the word of Jesus, the Bible. We look at all the things that we know that we have as Christians. And folks, we better be able to see God's glory. Joshua 3, chapter chapter 3, verse 10, says this. Today you will know that the living God is among you. Folks, do you see God's presence around you in today's world? Not just through other people, but in your lives as well. That, That deep down feeling, that Holy Spirit, that faith that we have. Do you feel God living in you? Remember, that indwelling gift of the Holy Spirit. God's presence is here today. The same as it was for those folks of Israel as they crossed the Jordan River all those years ago. And then over in chapter 4, verse 24, it says that he did this so all the nations of the earth might know that the Lord's hand is powerful. And so you might fear the Lord, your God, forever. Folks, do you see God's power all around you? This past week went camping a couple nights and uh, Jonah bought a telescope and we went out one of those nights and we saw a huge sky. And I thought you could see the stars really well at Hartford. Let me tell you, down at Kentucky Lakes with really not that much electricity around, you could really see those stars. And we were able to get that telescope right in on Jupiter and see some of the moons around Jupiter. Whoa, that's God. That's his power. But now what else about God's power? What about your lives? What about the changes that we have seen in so many people over the years? People that we thought would never change. But with Christ, all things are possible. And God's power is real. And Christians, man, we know this. And again, our lives, we need to serve as that memorial for Jesus, God's power and his presence. And finally, a third memorial we'll talk about today, God's grace. So what's the memorial for God's grace? Everett spoke so eloquently about it earlier, communion. Do this in remembrance of me. A memorial at its finest. And each week we meet around the Lord's table. And we partake of these emblems representing his body, Representing his blood. Folks, we should never take this lightly. This should never just be something that we do because we're the Christian church and we do it every week. This should be something that we take with extreme seriousness every single week that we meet around the Lord's table. A time to remember Jesus Christ. A time to examine our lives and and see and, and ask ourselves, are we living our lives as if... We remember that God's presence is among us. Are we living our lives showing that we fear God and his power? Are we living our lives remembering that we must have the faith that makes us righteous? Remembering Jesus' sacrifice. See, it's not our doing that gives us this righteousness. It's his sacrifice. He gave us his righteousness like we've learned about on Wednesday nights. He took our punishment that we were owed, that we were due. Folks, we're blessed to have a God that does that for us. The sacrifice that Jesus gave us, not just for me, not just for you, but for all who would accept him. Matthew twenty-six twenty-eight says, for this is my blood. Which confirms the covenant between God and his people. It is poured out as a sacrifice to forgive the sins of many. A sacrifice for many. And of those many, none deserved it. And of those many, none earned it. Folks, our forgiveness comes through Jesus. The righteousness that we have, the faith that we have, comes through the Messiah comes through our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Let us never forget that when we meet around this table. Let us never forget that as we live our lives daily. Let's take advantage of that by sharing that news with others. That's our responsibility and the responsibility that we should never forget. We must tell others about Jesus And the forgiveness that we have through him. So in closing today. It's just real simple. Do not forget. Don't forget what the Lord has done for you. Don't forget his grace and his glory. Don't forget his righteousness that he gives to us. Don't forget his promise. It's a big one. We've got a responsibility to own up to that promise. And we can only do that through faith in the one who gives us righteousness. Do not forget what it means to be a Christian. Second Peter chapter three, verse eight through 11. You must not forget this one thing, dear friends. A day is like a thousand years to the Lord and a thousand years is like a day. The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to repent. And then verse 10 is going to tell us that the day is drawing near. That time is upon us. That we best be ready now. And verse 11 says this. Since everything around us is going to be destroyed like this. What holy and godly lives you should live. Folks, don't ever forget to live a godly and holy life. Take advantage of his grace. Be proud and see and and witness about his glory. And be thankful that he has given us a promise through Jesus Christ our Lord. Holy and godly lives. That's something I'm going to remember. Would you please bow with me? Most gracious Heavenly Father, we thank you so very much for this time we have right now to come together to remember you. Lord, this encouragement that we receive every week from our Christian brothers and sisters through worshiping you together, help us to take it now with us and live the kind of lives that you would ask us to live every single day, to be the examples that we know we ought to be. Lord, thank you for the promise that you have given us that we do not deserve. Thank you for your awesomeness and your glory. Lord, thank you for your grace. And the righteousness that we have through it by your son, Jesus. I ask just now, Lord, that if there is anyone here today that is ready to make a decision, that you will soften their hearts, that you will show them the way. Lord, in the meantime, for all of us who have decided to follow you, Help us to recommit in memory of you, Lord, knowing that one day soon you'll come back for us. We ask that you will help us to be more bold than never before. Lord, we love you. And we ask all these things in your son, Jesus Christ, most awesome, godly, and holy name. Amen.